0: Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm.
1: Guys, this business can take a toll on your mental health. Today, we're going to give you tips so you don't fall into that trap.
2: You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. It's
1: a beautiful day, Roxy. It really is. You know every day can be and should be a beautiful day. And the way it becomes a beautiful day is not what's going on outside, but how you perceive it, how you take it in, how you mentally change it into something positive. There's Dark stuff, bad stuff happening, good stuff happening all the time. It's what you choose to focus on and how you mentally train your brain, so you don't get stuck in the dark place. So that's what we're going to be talking today. Talking about today. Um, I am Sean Whalen. I am a character actor of 30 years, writer, producer, and been in entertainment for a very long time. And I would like to introduce my. Co-host Miss Roxy Stryer, who uh, Mr. Fantabulous Jeff Graham is the engineer. I'm gonna unveil a new name. I
0: have for I'm nervous, uh, Sean. I'm nervous. I don't know. I, I was gonna <laughs>
1: even run it by Mr. Fantabulous, but I didn't. Oh, you didn't even need I approval. D- I know. I I feel I feel good about it, and I actually like went online and looked for the right words, and I hope you like it. I want to call you Miss Phenomenal
0: miss phenomenal
1: i mean phenomenal is a great word
0: yeah it's a good one
1: and a phenom and, and then, then i looked up phenomenal and what it meant and you know extraordinary because i'm what? like miss extraordinary doesn't sound good i but always Ms. phenomenal i
0: always think when i hear phenomenal i think phenomena do, 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 do.
1: that's phenomenal. what a positive thing because do, 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 do. that's fun yeah. and light and happy I like so it. i'll take it because you're extraordinary and i just think you're you're just a steady i was you know a it was like rocks steady, you
0: know what I mean. That's pretty good too, though. I mean, I like rocks
1: steady. Rocks steady.
0: Rocks I steady. I don't know. Jeff, don't which know. one's stronger, rocks steady or, or Miss Phenomenal?
2: You no, know, they each have their ups and downs. Oh, I'm getting a little bit of crunch in the booth. Sorry, guys. <laughs> they each have their ups and downs. I like the pun element of Rocksteady, but I like the authenticity of uh, the, the reason phenomenal. Rocksteady mm-hmm.
1: because it just says it's an element of you which is stable and strong. But I think you're more than that. Well, thank I you. I think you're phenomenal in many ways. Oh, thanks. So.
0: What did I do? Uh, oh, gosh. Sorry, right.
2: We have to think of a nickname for Sean. We don't have one yet. I know. We'll have yeah. it for next week, Sean. We'll
1: how, about, how about dork on the mic?
2: <laughs> that no. works. Yes.
1: No. Fantastic.
2: Lovable, brilliant dork on the mic.
1: <laughs> Better. All right. Well, you guys, yeah, I'd be excited to hear what you guys come up with.
0: Brainstorming um, as we speak.
1: Okay. So, listen. Today we're going to talk about something that's not easy, that's not fun. We're talking about staying mentally stable in a business that is very fickle, can change on you, um, that doesn't necessarily have your best interests in mind at all times, but is a big moving train, kind of like life, (laughs) that uh, as a friend said, when you go into nature, you realize the 3,000-year-old trees don't really care about you that much. So it's not like, oh, no, I feel bad about that. What are you going to do about it? You know how are we going to make ourselves present, positive, and stay afloat? So that's what we really want to talk about today. Um, before I jump in, I'm going to jump into a movie that deals with mental instability. Um, we're going to talk about Sean's Week. Are you ready? Shawn's I'm going. Week. Wait, wait. You're going uh, low. I'm going higher. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Sean's Week. week
0: not that bad. Oh, I went so low this time.
1: It I was lower than last time. Uh, Mr. Fantabulous. how did that one compare to last week?
2: I think comparable, I'd say equal. Mm. Thank you. Yes. When, when they go so low,
1: yeah. Sean goes high. Sean goes high. There you go. Um, this week, so, uh, got my Crust script down to where I needed. 90 pages. Very excited. I sent it to both you. Very excited for you guys to read it and frightened of your critiques. Mm-hmm. But, um... But I also went and saw Bradley Cooper's A Star is Born. And because I was so impressed by it, I looked him up online and watched a lot of interviews. And because I am going to be co-writing the script, which I mean I have, I'm going to star in it. And I'm going to direct it kind of like he did. I was very interested in his points of view. And it was so inspirational and believe me, you know, as my friends have told me you should do this, I got a little nervous. Um, But after seeing him talk, I felt much better about my choice. So my takeaway this week is guys, when you're trying something new, find your inspiration. There are other people who have done it before you say you're, you know, from a foreign country. How am I going to make it? Then watch interviews with Arnold Schwarzenegger, um... Gal Gadot and all bun- thats I heard that's the way you actually pronounce it
0: I think we we can't physically do it as American it's really Gal Gadot but oh it's hard is that for, what it is it's like yeah. Well, I you heard her on The Simpsons the other day. I heard yeah. her on The Simpsons. She so. makes it easier for people. Yeah, yeah It's yeah, tough. Yeah.
1: But my point is find your inspiration anywhere. It is everywhere. And that kind of leads us into what we're talking about today. There is inspiration. There's positivity to be found everywhere. But how do we make that work? How do we make that engine run so we focus on that? So uh, let's talk about what we don't want and what the common problems are. Negative thinking can hurt your craft and your business. How? Um, Because you get in your head too much. You can be nervous. You can be perfectionistic. I have to do perfectly on this audition or in this class. Try to be perfect in class. Compete with other people in class. Compare yourself. Overanalyze class. Overanalyze auditions. Go back and run it through your brain over and over again. Personalize the rejection when you don't get a part or don't get picked for a play. Um, seeking constant approval from the casting directors, your agents, your managers, um, your acting teachers. These are all things that can hurt us. And the reason why it does hurt us is because we are vulnerable. That's our craft. We're trying to be vulnerable and open so we can react emotionally on screen or in the theater. But that's a problem for us because then it's hard to take that hat off. So sadly, it has caught up with a lot of people. Heath Ledger, unfortunately, Marilyn Monroe, um, James Dean. Uh, It's affected a lot of uh, John Belushi. It affects a lot of people. We are prone to mental illness. Why? Because we spend our day crafting and working on and flexing this muscle of our imagination and then when we're in a tough place and we're in a negative place we turn that imagination on ourselves and that's not useful so this is what martin seligman he's a psychologist said these are the things that we should avoid the three aspects that are really important how not to process things first of all don't take them personally So I didn't get a part. Does that mean, uh, you know, oh, they hate me. They don't like me. The teacher didn't pick me for that exercise. Don't personalize it. That's a really dangerous thing to do. Don't make it pervasive. I did bad in class, so I'm going to cancel that date uh, that I had with uh, my girlfriend tonight because I feel so bad. Don't make it spread out beyond just what it was, was a bad day in class. And don't make it permanent. I did bad in class or I did bad in on that on that audition. I'll never be good. So those are three Ps that you want to avoid. Perfectionism, I'm sorry, personal, pervasive, or permanent. Okay? Because that all leads to learned helplessness. Uh, you have no control. You feel like uh, you're... Um, not as good to survive in this world and make it in the acting business. So you feel weaker, smaller, you feel helpless. And by reinforcing it through those negative perceptions, that's why you feel that way. And that's what causes anxiety and depression. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I actually went through a really – I've always been anxious – Um, I'd worry too much and I would always poll people, meaning I would – if I had to make a decision, I'd call six or seven friends just to get their reassurance that I'm doing the right thing or get their opinion. And then if their opinions differed, I'd be really in a quandary because I didn't have enough self-esteem myself to make the decisions myself um but then after i went through my divorce and i lost my house and had my whole, whole finances were messed up i went through a pretty heavy anxiety and depression and uh here's a picture of me jeff uh mr Fontabulous to pull that up uh as you can see i'm not a stress or anxious eater i'm someone who doesn't eat so i got really really thin and so this is the way that depression can look uh, i'd lost i'm i was what i am now uh, Miss Phenomenal, I was thirty pounds less at that time, so it was tough. How about you? Have you ever had tough times where you feel like?
0: Oh my god! Yeah, of course. I think everybody probably has. Yeah, especially as artists.
1: Yeah, as artists, you know, the, there's a there's a reason they call us tortured artists because we get the gift of uh, expressing ourselves in different ways. But like I said, that imagine that imagination can be a boomerang and knock us in the face. So here's the good news. You don't have to live this way. You can do tools. If you are out of shape physically, you go to a gym. If you're out of shape mentally, you can work out the same way. Uh, I'm, I say this to my students all the time, uh, and I think I've mentioned it in here. Roxy, you would never uh, drink your drink with your elbow. And, um, you would never, um, s- uh, try to pick up something with your nose. Those aren't what they're use- useful for. So for your brain, you have to remember, it's just another part of you, just like you work out your muscles. You can work out this muscle too. So let's dive in with the good news. All right. Number one. Good, I need it, Sean. You need it. Am I, some have good I, brought news. Am no, I brought you down? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you, Miss Phenomenal. Uh, but sometimes Miss Phenomenal may not feel Mr. Ph- uh, mm-hmm. Feel phenomenal all the time. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And we don't always feel fun tabulous, do we, Mr. Fun-tabulous?
2: We certainly don't. I'm an artist as well, and I'm relating to all the things you're saying, Sean.
1: Okay, so number one, this is my first tip turn life into moments. What does that mean? In acting, we say every scene is one anticipated moment after another. And so that's how we can approach life. But how do I use that every day? So here's what I suggest. What you want to do is if you're walk start to move. Number one movement is really good if you're feeling anxious or depressed. Get out, get that energy going. You can get or you can get in your car and take a drive. But what I want you to do is take the negative thought that you're having or the negative thing that happened and you look ahead down the road. The road is going to symbolize life and I want you to put that negative thought on a tree. Here in LA, it's a palm tree. <laughs> so, you'll put it on a tree or a house or a building. Project that negative thought there, and as you drive or as you walk, let it get closer, let it get bigger, and then let it go behind you. And the more you practice that, you just realized that that's a moment that passed. Just today, we had a snafu, miscommunication when we first came in here. I was a little frustrated that our communication didn't go well. I was so excited it went well. I realized it didn't. We had a little moment that it was negative, then we moved on. Now, what I could have done is what's called ruminating. Ruminating is when you think about something more for a minute, and that's the clinical term. Anything more than a minute is ruminating. So will you push this coaster to me? Okay, you're done, right? Did you have to think about that? No. Not at all. It was very simple. But you could, and go... Oh, gosh, the way he looked at me, I don't know if he liked the way I pushed it. And I think maybe did I not not push it close enough. Did I push it too fast? Did I push it too And then you get caught in rumination. And if you ruminate, that's the first thing you really have to stop, is ruminating on anything, unless you want to ruminate on something good. Uh, Roxy liked the name Miss Phenomenal. I made her feel good when I mentioned that. Let's ruminate on that. She felt good. Why does he? Why does he think of me that way? Why is, does he have so much respect for me? That that's a great thing to ruminate on, and a great message that my friend, um, therapist, and former actor Jerome Front, said to me. He said, when he told people not to ruminate neg, uh, pos- when he told them to ruminate positively. This is what I'm supposed to sit there and just look at a tree and say how beautiful it is over and over and he goes well you do it anyway and they go no I don't he goes yes you do but it's about that guy who cut you off in traffic you'll ruminate on that guy all day all day you'll ruminate on that person or ruminate that you're late or ruminate that you messed up but so so just flip it try to ruminate on the good things but mostly what we're wanting to do is turn these things into moments so they pass just like that after you push this, it's done. Does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mr. Funtabulous? are you following what I'm saying?
2: I'm with you, Sean. I love it.
1: Okay. And then number two, get a no sweat notebook. Do you like that name? A no sweat notebook. No sweat. Like the notebook doesn't sweat? The no- you're, see, she's being literal. I'm not going to ruminate on that moment. Don't. Uh- <laughs> Let it pass you. Let it pass me. It's on a tree. I'm going to tell you right now it's on a tree. Uh, no. What I'm saying is, I want it to be your no sweat. Meaning, life is no sweat. It's all good. There's nothing, you know. It's a, it's a beautiful day. Everything's fine. And I want you to carry it with you everywhere, guys. You can keep it in your car if you don't have a. You can do a small one. they can keep in your pocket, ladies. You can keep it in your purse or vice versa. Handbag, you know, work bag, anything. Keep it with you because you're gonna need it. Okay. And one of our first assignments will be three. This is fighting the need for approval. You're in um, acting class and you just want to be good and you just want that teacher to like you because they're your authority figure. You have a new boss. You just want them to like you. I remember, and it's a normal feeling, I wanted Roxy to think I was good at podcasting, she's done it so long. Obviously, uh, Jeff too. I wanted you guys to like me. I wanted your approval to say you're on the right track. But it's not really useful for me to think that it doesn't. It's not going to help me grow and get better. So what I want you to do is write down this, but anything close to a phrase like this. If you have the problem of seeking approval, this person is helping me learn a craft, giving me a job mentoring me in something new, the more I work on the craft, the better I'll do. If he or she does not support me, there are a million other acting teachers in town. That's just an example if it was an acting teacher. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So uh, that is something that... You, If you write something rational when you feel that, your mind starts to combat it. And if you write it enough times and you don't write it more just once and look at it, every time you feel that way, write that down. So then slowly your mind will cognitively turn from, like Pavlov's dogs, will turn from, oh, I hope he likes me. And then all of a sudden your rational thought will kick in due to that practice and go, well, this isn't that big of a deal. And I can actually you know, move on. So, for example, for me, if I ruminated on that, ruminated on that, and my focus became more, do do Jeff and Roxy like me more than doing the work that you guys will appreciate, then it probably wouldn't work out and it wouldn't be very good. If I do the work and it it still doesn't work, I can say, well, I tried podcasting and this I might try it again, but maybe not here.
0: So can you give a couple more examples? Because this one is a a little more foggy for me. So okay. if you're on a movie set, okay, and the director is Steven Spielberg. Great. Which, congratulations to you. Thank, well, uh, he, wasn't, uh, for... he wasn't on the set.
1: He was an executive producer.
0: So, so okay, let's say, say he is for this. Okay. And you're going in and you're thinking, I just want Spielberg to like me. I just want him to like me. I just want him to like me. So you write down what?
1: So I would write down... I am here for a reason. He went through the casting process and invited me to be here. Obviously, he has faith in me. Maybe he won't reassure me as much. Maybe he won't come and tell me how great I am. But I must remember he's a very busy person with many, many things. So my reassurance of how much he likes me is probably not on the top of his list. So I should be realistic and say he might not have the
0: time. And you write that down when after you've done the scene, when you start to feel anxious. When
1: you the feeling comes up and the thought. We're going to break it down a little more later about ABCDE, but that's when you bring it up, as soon as you feel it, so you instantly learn to refute it. Just like Pavlov's dogs, he rang the bell when they got hungry, you know. until all he had to do was ring the bell, and then it fell apart. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. is you still with me?
2: I'm with you, Sean.
1: Okay, number four, write down life perspectives. Now, what does that mean? That means you go into an audition, you go into an acting class, And you think, oh, God, I'm so nervous. I hope I get this job. Well, again, my friend therapist, Jerome Front, said, you've gone through tougher than this. I went through a divorce. I had a dog that I loved that died prematurely. Uh, My parents got divorced. I had to move. Um, I moved from the East Coast to go to UCLA in a, a town I knew nothing about. So... I've gone through harder. So what I'm asking you to do is write down three things that were tough in your life. And whenever you feel like, oh God, I want them, this is gonna be really tough, look at them and just, it's putting perspective to say, well, I've gone through tougher than this, and I'm here and I'm doing okay. I can obviously go through this.
0: Let me ask you on this one because I've I've heard perspective from a lot of different people before. People okay. always say perspective, perspective. Sure. So this is something that I, f- I feel has bothered me in my life because, all right, I lost my mom at a very young age. Okay. She passed away. And anytime I'm dealing with anything, people compare it to that. So, you know, if I'm going through a breakup, people say, but is it really as hard as when you lost your mom? Think about perspective. So are you are you not allowed to feel any kind of way about anything if you've no. gone through harder?
1: No, it's, it's putting it into perspective. So first of all, just like when you do preparation for acting, no one can tell you what your perspective is. So for them to label your perspective and go, well, it's not as bad. You, you, it's very personal. You have to come up with your perspective. And it might not even be things from your life. You might say there's Somalian refugees that are going through much worse than this. It's just trying to put it into, again, into the moment feeling. This is just a moment. And if I don't get this job, then that's okay. But I've faced tougher things that I've gotten through than I certainly can get through the next 15 minutes for this sitcom audition. Does that help?
0: Yeah, a little bit.
1: But, you know, it's more that it's it's personal. It's your perspective. It's not theirs. No one can label your perspective. Your perspective is not, well, you know, your mom, that's none none of their business. It's what you think, I have gone through something tough that I can get through it, that I can get through this audition. Does that make more sense?
0: Yeah. I I just
1: want it to be yours.
0: I just wonder if you're still allowed to feel things, even if you do come up with things that are saying. Okay,
1: so this is, okay, I'm addressing, I think I'm addressing... I'm not saying you're not allowed to feel it. I'm saying if you put it in perspective, then it will feel less. You're just trying to manage it. Manage it. It's managing it. There's no way we can't feel. Because at the end of the day, I'm walking into a weird room with someone I've never met, and I have to do something vulnerable in front of them. Any comfort zone expansion of any kind, you're going to have some nerves. But they don't have to be insane nerves, just like the Buddhist thing. Life is hard, it's suffering, you know, so don't make more suffering, Uh, you know, this business is hard enough, don't make it hard, don't make it miserable, just make it hard. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying, oh, the business is a breeze because your mental ability, no, it's still going to be hard, we're just trying to make you not be miserable. So yes, your audition still can be hard, but it doesn't have to consume you so you can't function. Does that make sense? So you don't – it's not about removing it. It's about managing it and lessening it. Uh, number five, write a daily routine, okay? Uh, every day as because, as we know, we were just talking about the trouble of the gym. But if we set a time at 4 – my brother used to do 4.30 in the morning or whatever. You'd get up and go to the gym. Um, if you – Try to have as much routine as possible because the entertainment industry is always ever-changing. I said a few weeks ago, this is what I love about this business. But it also when you're overwhelmed, can throw you scattered. So grounding yourself, try to get to bed at the same time. Try to eat relatively around the same time. Try to get up around the same time. Try to have some sort of routine. And do weekly things at the same time as much as you can. That really helps. Now, when I do students, I don't try to say, I used to say, oh, well, let's schedule, you know, we'll get in touch Monday and we'll schedule your next class. Now I don't do that. I say, can you do every other Thursday at a certain time? That's what I want to do because I'm trying to set up as much structure in an unstructured environment, and that helps ground you, and you want to write that in your uh, notebook as well. Uh, number six, this is a really great tip. Um, Instead of fighting the symptoms of your nerves, let's say shaking. I had a thing that for, some, for a few months after my divorce and after I... It was funny. When I was in the depths of my anxiety and depression, the one thing I could always do is a great audition. Always. It was so weird. And then when I was getting better, all of a sudden my auditions I started getting nervous in for some reason. Again, I don't know why. Um, but my leg would shake kind of uncontrollably. So during t- auditions
2: or all the time? During the
1: audition, during, just during the audition. So uh, a lot of times they never saw it. And, you know, my manager would say, oh, I'm so sorry. He was nervous. And they said, I never even saw it. And that's about that 120% going down to 90. You mm-hmm. know, they never even saw it. But uh, so the great tip I got is go into it 100%. Exaggerate it. So let's say your paper shakes. When you're doing an audition. Sorry, this probably sounds terrible for our audio people. No, now they but know you're, that you're shaking the paper. I'm shaking a paper, guys. But say listen, my paper shakes. Well, when I rehearse, if I know that's a thing, really shake it. Do the scene really, really, really shaking it. My legs shake. So when I did it, I shook my entire body so much. Um, if my voice quivers, then I do the whole thing a uh, super quivery and do it to an exaggerated degree so your body gets so used to it that when it happens at a smaller degree with your nerves, it doesn't react.
0: So you're not talking about going into the actual room? No, 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 no.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's great. Yeah, going into the emotion as you rehearse it. That's what I mean. But if you practice it like that to the quote unquote worst it can be, then it won't be as bad when you go in the room. It really, really worked. It seems counterintuitive, but it's kind of like the, uh, is it is it, karate or jujitsu where you face it, you know, and then move, work with it, lean know? into it, lean into it instead of avoiding it. Um, have you ever done anything like that, Mister Fantabulous?
2: Uh, I was a cross country runner. Okay. Probably not quite the same speed though, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: in terms of jujitsu, that's like my. I'm a runner.
1: Oh <laughs> no no no! I meant about like exaggerating your nerves oh, or anything like that. <laughs>
2: Um. Yeah, I feel you know, Sean. I feel like I'm learning so much that a lot of this is new for
1: me, which is really cool. Yeah, this one was really new for me too. I had never heard that as a tip.
0: What I like about it is, as somebody who used to have frequent panic attacks, there's when you try to stop it, is when it gets worse. Instead yes. of riding it out, and if you're somebody that has panic attacks as well uh, at home, then you know what I'm talking about. If you're somebody who you know, curls into a ball on the floor and rocks back and forth. And somebody is unfamiliar with what that is and comes in and and tries to stop you from doing that. Yeah. yeah. It it gets the anxiety grows. Sometimes you need to ride something out. So I like not trying to stop something and instead embracing it. it and, five yeah. times harder shaking or five times harder moving the pit, whatever it Yeah, is. It And makes, those are just the symptoms. Makes sense.
1: We, and we're going to get into actually the meat of it in a couple of minutes. So another thing you should do, read self-help books. In my acting class, uh, Bob Carnegie over at Playhouse West, we were required to read some self-help books because he understood that this is a problem. Uh, he gave us seven habits of highly effective people. Stephen Covey. It's been around for years. Either of you guys read that one? No. It's been around for years. It's really, really good. The theory of uh, kind of saying working backwards, I want to be a good father, right? So I look at my week and I think two things that would make me a good father. Take my one daughter out for coffee one night after work. Take my other daughter um, to go get a special breakfast. Two things, and then you just put those little things, and over time they accumulate, and then at the end of the day, you become a good father by doing specific things. Also, the idea of concentric circles, meaning take care of yourself first, then take care of your relationships, then take care of your career, but you have to take care of yourself first. that's the base of the pyramid
0: something kind of similar to that that actually our very own creator kevin undergaro taught me was the buckets theory Mm -hmm. about filling up buckets so anything that you want to do it's a bucket right right being a good father is a bucket being an actor is a bucket being a good significant other is a bucket whatever your buckets are and doing something every day that fills that bucket Right. So whatever that is, if it's small, if it's telling somebody that you love them or if right. it's picking up dry cleaning or yep. if it's going on an audition, whatever, one little thing every day or right. big thing that fills right. a bucket fills those buckets. and eventually Absolutely. you're filling the entire bucket. Uh,
1: another good book is Power of Now. Keeps you very in the moment, like we said. Don't. It, it's all about non-ruminating, specific tips on how not to ruminate and how to get stuck in negative patterns and and keep things as moments. Um, another one that we're going to talk about right now, it's the only um, self-help book that, I, and I hate to call it a self-help book because it's written by psychologists, but it's the only psychologically provenly effective self-help book, and it's called Learned Optimism. The definition of optimism in this book is not uh rah rah everything's great positive thinking it's just the absence of negative thinking so it's just not negative thinking is enough to call it optimism if that makes sense and so number eight we're going to go into one of the tenets of this book it's the a b c d e to learn optimism looks really weird I don't know if anyone. <laughs> well,
0: what is, so? This so is a term from the down. book, or yeah, you've made is, up this term? No,
1: this is a term from the book. Okay. and I'm going to break it down.
0: A B C D E to learn okay. optimism.
1: So uh, we're going to use what happened today. We had a miscommunication right outside. I was I was excited to send this information, didn't come across well, and I and I was disappointed that it didn't. Um, we didn't make it a big. So let's let's break it down. What what I could do with it? A My communication that I was excited to succeed at didn't work. That's the fact. That's the A. That's the antecedent. That's what really happened, okay? B is then how do I change that or how do I feel? And I could say negatively, usually you say, oh, well, I failed. I'm a failure. Uh, I messed up. uh, I messed up. And, you know, you can even go, and now Roxy and Jeff are going to like me less, That would be a negative way to think of it. Then C is what is the feeling that I get from that, right? I feel like a loser. I feel insecure. I feel shaken. I feel nervous, right? And then what happens is we turn into B and C just spins and spins. Ruminate. You ruminate because the B makes you feel the C and feeling more of the C will make me feel more of the B. Okay? So that's what gets you stuck. So what do we do? We take out our notebook, right, our no-stress notebooks, and we're going to write the A, the B, and the C, which I just said. Then we're going to refute it. Okay, and there's four parts to refuting. First, write down uh, the negative thought uh roxy and jeff don't like me because i still haven't figured out how to communicate effectively or get what i need done from the show all right and now uh that's the thought and then i have to refute it well and then i write rationally well i've never done it before roxy said she never saw this on this message thing um they're both busy Roxy said it was no big deal. The other producer said she could take care of it in a second. They seemed to move on quickly and easily. It's not like they ran out of the room and whispered and pointed at me. There's no real evidence that shows that this is more than just a moment, that there was a miscommunication. That's all it was. Then, So then I replace it. That's part three where I say, well— I'm probably over-exaggerating and ruminating on something that's not useful to me. So then that's probably more likely. And then I give evidence for that. Well, because instantly I changed my tone, changed my physical behavior, and we moved on to me talking about my kittens, and Roxy moved on just with me immediately, and it was, she wasn't stuck on that. She didn't keep saying, you know, you really have to learn this. It's really slowing us down. It's really pissing us off. And she wouldn't be doing that if she was still s- ruminating on that thing. So obviously it wasn't that. So basically what I've done is refute that whole process. And then the E So is, that's D.
0: Those that's five D. steps. Those four steps the four are
1: steps the D. Are D. D. Yeah. Okay. And then the E is, so I start to feel better. So that's what you do. You break everything down, and you write it every time you feel that way, every time you feel something. Oh, gosh. Uh, like today, I, I even here did this. I was writing out my my sheet today, and something cut and pasted, and, and my order was all wrong. And I was running late, and I started to panic. So I had to stop and go, okay, wait a minute. I need to eat because I have to eat before shell. I ate and then I said, you know what, I'm going to look at it again. And by getting, pulling back and calming down, um, my A was, oh my God, I'm running late. It's going to be ruined again. Uh, And I'm going to feel stressed because I'm rushing and I don't like to feel rushed and then the show will be affected. Then B, I was like, no, Uh, B, that's how I felt. And then uh, C, I'm sorry, B is uh, how I felt about it, uh, my bad thought about it. And C was how I felt. They kept spinning. And then my D was, no, wait a minute, I got to calm down, I got to eat and then everything will be better. broke it down, refuted it, and then came back. And after I ate and calmed down, I looked at it, reformatted it really quickly, and I still had plenty of time and got here early.
0: Yeah, Sean's version of being late is being 10 minutes before everybody else, <laughs> just so everyone's clear on that. Every time I get a text from Sean, I think I'm running late. I show up, he's here, he's prepped. Well, that's the, but the, you
1: know, I have a, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. Okay, that's my thing. So, It can work against me, obviously, so I have to temper it by breaking it down. I know that was complicated, Mr. Fontabulous, but did you follow it? I sure did.
2: I'm writing it down now. I I have
1: a couple
0: questions about it. So in your situation, the first one we were talking about, then we move on, we're talking about kittens, that whole scenario. I really wasn't feeling any kind of way. So you were able to say... Okay, and she isn't stuck on this. What happens when you're in a situation where somebody else is actually angry at you?
1: Such a good, good question. So what they talk about in this is usefulness because there's sometimes when there is a fact. What if it is a teacher? What if you guys actually didn't like me, right? But I still had to do the show today. So I am deconstructing a bomb. Right? I'm someone who is it not deconstructing? What's it called, Mr. Fontabus? When you.
2: Uh, I just watched The Hurt Locker. I I think that's what it is. No, no. it's not
1: deconstructing. It's
0: arming. Disarming.
1: Disarming. Disarming. Yes, thank you. See, thank you.
0: Phenomenal. It's so
1: phenomenal. See?
0: Yeah, earning that title.
1: Okay, so I'm disarming a bomb. So all of a sudden I think, oh no, this thing could blow up and kill me. That's true. That is true. Mm -hmm. So what do we do in those situations? Then we have to just step back and say, but is it useful? Is it useful for me to think that? What happens if you guys were mad and you were pissed off? Now, and and Jeff came up and said, hey, we got to do the show. Well, then I have to figure out a way to put it aside because it's not useful for me to get through this show if I... I'm stuck and ruminating on that. So that's why you refute these things and you have to work through the use, uh, usefulness of it. So how In, do you refute you, you, she so you is re- mad? Right. So you, I would say, okay, so she seems really mad at me. Um, then I said, so B, C so my D would say the evidence is she is, she is mad. So the evidence against yes, she is mad and but I think I can probably talk to her afterwards. We have worked together for close to two months and knew each other professionally before that. We haven't had a really bad history, so there's been more good than bad. So I really do believe we can probably find our way to the good after the show. And then I said, She's al- we've always gotten through any kind of misunderstanding in the past. I have evidence that that has happened in the past, so why wouldn't I think it's going to happen again? You see what I mean? Got it. You find a way to get to E. You find a way to get to E. Does that make sense? So that's the way you work with things that even though they're factual, it's not useful to – think negatively or make them permanent. So if A
0: is the bad feelings and E... No, A
1: is just the event. Okay, if A is the event and B is
0: the bad feeling, feeling. if A is the event and E is the good feeling, everything in between is getting you from what happened to getting to that good feeling.
1: Yeah, because then what you do is slowly, like Pavlov's dog, the A will immediately go into the E.
0: And you cut out the middleman. Yeah,
1: I was convinced in this weird place when I was with, in my anxiety... My ex-wife was trying to steal the kids, or I mean, take custody away so I never see them again, and I had to refute that constantly in my notebook, over and over and over again. She showed no evidence of it; she was never going to. It was never her plan, but I kept thinking, taking these little things. Oh well, she didn't return my phone call for three hours. She's talking to a lawyer to figure how to steal my kids, and then I'd have to refute it, and there would be no evidence. I'd have to just keep going with the evidence that was in front of me and had to calm my you're calming yourself down
0: do you think that because i'm i'm trying to get ahead of it here i bet there are people who are listening to this saying this is all really great advice but i'm not somebody who keeps a journal do you think it is possible to do any of these things without a journal or do you think that the act of writing it down is the important part
1: it's the important part so you need to get a journal i am telling you right now i never keep journals never i never did but i did it for this if you were going to be training, you know, if uh, you were training for cross country, Mister Fontabulous, and you said, "Yeah, but I don't, I don't like to run outside," then you know what I mean? It's not going to work, right? Right. Exactly. I hear your point. So it's not some. It's it's the physical work, and there's studi- many studies done about handwriting and how it uh, solidifies thought process just through the physical act of it. So that's helping you change your brain. Another thing that really helped me is number nine, push negativity to the side. So what does that mean? It's kind of what you were saying. You don't sit there when you're having a panic attack and say, stop it, stop it. So watch this. Actually, we're going to look straight ahead, okay? The negative thought... Is going to be you and then your negative thoughts going to be me. All right. So we're going to push it to the side. So you're looking ahead at the afterbuzz signs, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you're aware I'm there. I'm aware you're there. You're in my peripheral vision, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not getting rid of it. So you take the, so we can look back at each other, but when you take the negative thought and you just move it here, you don't get rid of it, then redirect. Do something else, and you can, and this is a visualization. This is not, um, so you you put it visually in front of you, and then you move it to the side of yourself. So for you like guys who are listening, listening, literally like a
0: 90-degree 90 90-degree, 90
1: so it's in your peripheral vision, and you keep it there. Then you redirect, and if you redirect properly, there is science done, and I'm sorry I forget the part of the brain, that after 20 minutes of not focusing on it, that will slip away. But if you said stop it and try to push it away, it actually, there's science that says it comes back harder and fights you harder. So this is the way to to get it out of the way and then... It'll slowly go away. So if you were mad at me and we came, to, came and did the show, I would have to put it in my peripheral vision, and then it would go away, and then I could focus on the show.
0: But when you say redirect, so say the thing that I'm upset about is my dog died, okay? okay. So I've moved my dog to the 90-degree angle. It's on the right, right side of me near my ear, right? Yes, Am I now putting something else in front of me?
1: Yes, you redirect and put something else, and so focus on something else. And so what
0: is that thing?
1: Anything that's mindful, anything simple, uh, like taking a drink of your or chewing or jogging or walking or watching a TV show very intently. So you're listening to every moment. Anything that redirects you. Read a book, um, eat food, but taste it, taste it. You know, anything that's mindful. Uh, that you're focused on 100%, or get into a conversation, or fold your laundry, or take a shower, but really be invested in those simple things. And then that will slowly go away. It will stop the rumination. So there's two ways to stop the rumination the ABCDE and the moving it to the side. So those are Do two. You find that you... both of those work for me, but the actually mm-hmm. pushing it to the side worked for me a lot.
0: Really? Yeah. Do you think it depends on the person? So you yes. should try both things and see which way? All
1: of this stuff is personal. You have to – I'm giving you the buffet and then you choose.
0: Do you – after – because you are a teacher and um, you've explained this to people before. Do you find that one personality type usually is better with uh, – with the a b c d e and one personality type is better with pushing something to the side or do you think it really... I,
1: like like i was saying to you i'm going to give you the tools and then you decide it and the, so my answer is no because i've never really taught this before hmm. i've never this is the first time i've ever wanted to share this on a grand scale you just implemented it into this your is own life. implemented into my own life and there were times that it was easy to push to the side and times it was more important for me to write through it um but what's great about when you write the notebook you're going to be writing like five, six, seven things a day if you're in a bad place, and then slowly it's three times a day, then it's two times a day, then it's once every couple of days, and then it's slowly you don't need the notebook anymore because you've trained your brain to look at life as moments and not to ruminate. It's really it's really great. So the most important thing is to relax. So how much time do we have left, Mr. Fantabulous?
2: We have about 10.
1: Okay, so this is perfect. So we're going to do a quick little five-minute relaxation thing that I'm going to walk you through. And I want everybody to participate. That means you too, Mr. Fantabulous, if you can. Okay. So what we're going to do, this is, I teach this to my students, and this is relaxation. You can learn meditation. There's meditation apps. There's many things. But relaxation helps with all of this, too. So I want you guys to put your feet up. Feel your feet on the floor. Feeling your body on the chair. Feeling your head above your shoulders. I want you to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. I want you to get very aware of your physical being on the chair and I want you to focus your attention on the back of your eyelids, noticing what colors are there, pink, orange, red, and they usually change with the light. Making that the focus of your attention as you're feeling your feet on the floor, body in the chair, head above your shoulders, and you're breathing. Pulling back inside your head as you notice the eyelids to see the get to the back of your head at that perspective and seeing the inside of your head as a little little bowl almost. And inside are little gray blobs, those little gray blobs are your thoughts. I'm late for that appointment, I have to do the shopping today, I've got to get my laundry done, I have to pack for my trip. See all those little blobs as specific thoughts, but with no judgment, just noticing them as you're breathing, feeling your feet on the floor, body on the chair, head above your shoulders. Then I want you to pop, let these blobs pop and let it turn into gray smoke. So swirling gray smoke, all your thoughts mesh together. Covering the back of your uh, eyelids so you can't really see them anymore because the gray smoke is swirling around. Again, with no judgment. As you're breathing, feeling your feet on the floor, body on the chair, head above your shoulders. Now, placing a balloon above your head. It's empty, it's not filled with anything, and the nozzle is pointed downward, right above the top of your head, and it's floating. I want this balloon to be a Halloween balloon. You can do any season for our evergreen people. But this one's going to be a Halloween balloon. I want you to be specific about what kind of balloon, what color it is. Is it mylar? Is it big? Is it small? Be very specific on what it looks like. As you're breathing, feeling your feet on the floor, body on the chair above your shoulders taking a deep deliberate breath and as you exhale let that gray smoke pump into that balloon filling it up like a bicycle pump inhaling and exhaling filling it up emptying your head into the balloon of all the gray smoke which is your thoughts until that's done Then I want you to take ribbon, rope, string, whatever you want, and tie that balloon off. Be specific about what it looks like. What texture is it and what color is it as you're breathing? And then with loving kindness, let the balloon go. See it floating away. And all we're left with is ourselves and us looking at the back of our eyelids again. And all we're feeling is our presence. And all you're noticing is your breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth. As you're feeling your feet on the floor, body on the chair, hands where they may be, head floating above your shoulders. As you take another more couple deliberate deep breaths, Feeling the relaxation, relaxing. When you're ready, open your eyes. So how was your balloon?
0: (laughs) It was it was interesting.
1: Okay, what was your balloon like?
0: Um, it was orange with a black owl on it. Okay, it was a, kind of like a cutout owl. I don't know if I've the seen best that thing before. is to not
1: force what it should be. Yeah. Let it just it appear. Just, it just popped it up, appears, and I was like, I right. don't know
0: why it's an owl. Right, but... you don't know
1: why it just is. <laughs> it just is. How, and your string, it or... was
0: it was um, like a metallic silver. Okay, uh, and uh, wow. it, it was very curly.
1: Okay, um, mine was like a big orange moon, a witch. Walking with, I, I know this is politically incorrect, but like hobo style with her broom over her shoulder. Uh, okay. and at the end of her broom, her black cat was sitting.
0: Do you have the same balloon usually, or they're always changing? Never. It? Yeah.
1: No. And then the string, the string, I don't know why it's always black and orange ribbon. Mm. I don't know why. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Fontabulous, your balloon?
2: You know, I'm gonna be honest. I started doing the exercise and then remembered that I was producing a live audiovisual <laughs> and then I failed. So
1: your gray minute, blobs took over.
2: All of a sudden my gray blobs became little monitors with Roxy and Sean on them.
0: Well, he cared more about you guys at home than yes, his own than that his is. own smoke That's monster. Fine. I can't wait to fi- do
2: it though. I'm like, Yeah, it's
1: great back and do it. I was for a minute I was so in it that I was like, wait a minute. I have to do a show <laughs> oh, yeah, so I'm gonna go
0: <laughs> That was actually one of my little gray uh, balls one of the <laughs> right, thoughts was thoughts, what is right? Jeff doing right yeah, now exactly. and then I was like,
1: like I, don't I, care. Care, <laughs> I
0: don't care
1: So how did that make you feel honestly?
0: Uh, it was. It's interesting because I'm such a practical person that you know I, I was fighting the whole time like when you said mm-hmm. take the smoke and fill it with the balloon I, in my mind I was how's the smoke going to get there How's it going to get there? Because my ears are covered, so it can't come out my ears. And right. and it can't go through the top of my head. There's my skull. And then I was like, just get it there. Just, yeah. just push it there. I, usually so, sh-
1: I should, probably should have said visualize a hole in the top of your top head, head and it just goes. But you know,
0: why should you have... The right. The point is you told me to get something from one point to another yeah, place. Yeah. And I can do that because it's my imagination. Right. But my initial instinct... so finally, when Very I pushed, literal. Yeah. When I pushed past that, I was like... Okay, so it, yeah, so yeah, it yeah. left and now yeah. it's gone. Uh, and then you let cool. it go, right? Yeah.
1: So um, that's just one relaxation technique. It's really important. So listen, we've gone through a lot of tips. Yeah. But then we have to go. What if these are tougher and and that's I I can't implement these? Number eleven. If you need to go to therapy, and or if you need medication, uh, I'm not an advocate for medication. I'm not plugging anything. Um, I used it as a tool for about a year and a half to get me up on my feet so I could go to therapy so I could do this work. Um, The book, um, Learned Optimism, is proven to be more effective than any medication if you change the way you think. That's stronger than if you take medication. But if you need it to help you function, it's an option for you. And again, I'm not pushing it or saying it's right, wrong. Also, therapy I believe in it, especially if it's proactive and goal-driven and making you do things. Like I learned so much from my therapist. Um, And then I would say very basically on top of that, make sure you're taking care of yourself, getting sleep, eating, exercising when you can, just the basics. But those, this number 11 is if you really, really need it um to get to to get up on your feet so you can actually use these tools.
0: And I think that sometimes people take need it very harshly like that they're not self-sufficient enough, but that's not what need it means. No. It just if if you're having an extra hard time right. or if you are uh, like me, where I'm, I get stuck at certain steps and think I can't get the smoke to out. I can't get it into <laughs> the balloon. I can't. It, it will
1: not go. It's, I'm sorry that is such a, a misphenomenal thought. It's it's so perfect it, that you said that. And I was stuck. So on and perfect I was like, for you.
0: Push through. Push through. <laughs> um, but sometimes you need that extra right. hand, the extra help. Um, and. Right. And you should want that if it is something that would benefit you. Right,
1: right. If you broke your arm, you know, you would go to a doctor and get it mended. If they said you had to be on pain medications for a little while, you would take it. It's the same idea. Again, it's up to you. It's your journey. But changing the way you think, working out with a therapist to to make things happen is really, really important. So uh, that's kind of my mental tips. And you can apply this to everybody. But... Roxy tell me about your week and how this stuff speaks to you.
0: Yeah, um I feel like those are two different things. I feel like we we yeah, should yeah, yeah. we should maybe move Sean's week um as Sean's week and Roxy's week instead as like Roxy's takeaway of the Roxy's take you away. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz um, okay. B- this is stuff that I think is all really great and uh, it took a really long time for me to be okay with even the term self help. For right. some reason, it has this like negative connotation. I feel mm-hmm. if you're going to the self help section of the bookstore or right, any right. of that. But I I really do feel like um, the more the deeper I get into my art, the more I realize that I cannot be the best artist that I can be if I'm not practicing self help. Right, and I am not capable self care and self care. Uh, And I'm not capable of performing the way I need to perform when I'm not doing these things. So even in a, it's not about me, it's about the art, which I think a lot of artists try to focus on that and not themselves kind of way, you can't get to that next step
2: without
0: going through these steps um, right and so th- sometimes they are really hard for me and i am like many of us somebody who struggles with depression and anxiety and all of those right. fun things that mm-hmm. um we call we home. all do yeah.
1: yeah that all a lot of artists do yeah a lot of artists And so I'm, I'm
0: excited to try some of these i do feel like um some of the visual ones are really cool but i i'm a writer myself like love to i have so many notebooks that speaks to me so yeah uh, i'm excited to try to implement this yeah how about you mr fantabulous
2: i love all of this um i lost someone to unfortunately depression Mm -hmm. last year so i i've become very vocal about my support of you know self-care and self-help and she was a creative as well and so if anyone's listening right now and they feel like they're They're responding to the fact that life is really hard and you ever have a feeling like you don't want to be here for any reason. I just want you to know that you do and people want you here and we want you here and you should stay. And I think a lot of these techniques are really a valuable contribution to that idea. And Sean, I really applaud you for bringing this topic to light because not enough people are.
1: Yeah, I – I'm not ashamed of it in any way. In fact, it was a, it's a gift, you know, because it is my imagination, mm-hmm. and that is my gift. And unfortunately, stress can exacerbate it in the wrong direction. So I am much, much happier because I also look at it as... If I hadn't gone through that, I never would have learned this new way of thinking, and I never would have been. I'm happier now than I've literally ever been in my entire life. That's so cool. And that and that was it. I'm a fifty. Uh, that happened when I was fifty-two. So, a it's lot to never look forward to, to, to. right.
0: Well, it's never too late. There's somebody who told me the other day, and again, there's all different uh, varying degrees of. Of depression, of anxiety, and um, and what Jeff is speaking about, of suicide. And yeah. what somebody was telling me the other day was that, they, that it's upsetting when you take away the person that you don't know who they were going to become. Right. And, like, for you, I don't know what exactly your thoughts were, but you, I'm sure at the time you didn't believe that at 52 you'd be the happiest you'd ever been. Right. And if you didn't let yourself get there... You don't get to experience that.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I had a, I lost a friend, same thing. And there was a lot of, um, excuse me, people on Facebook talking about it for a couple weeks and then the third week and then a fourth week. And then it just wasn't. And I remember when I was going through my depression, I didn't post anything, and I thought, oh, I could just disappear, I guess, and no one would care. And then I did one thing where I meet people on airplanes and I do posts about them. And I did a short trip to San Francisco, forced myself to get on a plane. I was terrified to fly again, um, which I hadn't been for years. And I did this posted Plane Friends. And I got a, a massive response of people because you realize everybody wants everybody to be doing well. We all want each other to be yeah. doing well. No one wishes anyone to be doing poorly. So, But it just doesn't feel like that when you're in it. So, uh, uh, Mr. Fontavis, can you pull up Learned Optimism and just get the author's name I on there see, and yeah. maybe a visual? Because I, I, I forgot my book today, which I would ruminate on, but I'm going to let it go. Yeah, just I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it Put it on the tree. Put it get on the, in the tree. Car. Optimism get on the is car.
2: written by Martin E.P. Seligman.
1: Okay, yeah. So check that out. Yeah, it's a really really great book. I will tell you the first like 8 or 10 chapters are talking a lot about the uh, pra- the pros and cons of optimism versus pessimism and anxiety and depression. The real meat of it happens a little later in the book, but man, those few chapters saved my life. Hands down. And it's proven. It's the only one that's proven meaning psychological testing and everything. So listen, this is, an, this is a crucial, crucial thing for actors. I have had a- actors that I loved their talent, but because they were so needy, because they were so um, uh, difficult and emotional and didn't have this stuff in check, it, I don't have time to take care of them and the project I'm doing, so I had to let them go. And students of mine that um, were fantastic and took care of themselves and the ones that didn't, even though um, it it's not my issue and I wasn't trying to be judgmental, I just couldn't recommend them to a friend and say you're going to get them as the actor but you're going to get all this baggage, worry, little seek seek approval, try to be desperate, be very difficult, extra needy, you know? And so It's a package deal. It's a package deal and it's such a bummer. So this is important guys, you have to take care of this um for yourself, for your loved ones and mainly for you so you can navigate yourself through this because there's times where it feels like everyone and everything's against you. It's actually not. It's just you and the way you're seeing it. So a really important day. Thank you, Miss Phenomenal. Thank you, Mr. Funtabulous, And as always, thank you for letting me be a part of your journey.
2: Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV.